to Friday. New Year's Eve weekend, football weekend, bowl weekend, basketball weekend. You got hockey going on down at the Pfizer Forum. Uh, that began last night in a holiday faceoff. So, yeah, that going on. A lot of good stuff and so many intriguing scenarios for the NFL uh, coming up this weekend. There, I don't think there's really but maybe one or two games that are somewhat meaningless on the docket. Everything means something. Everything does. Everything's got a meaning to it. So we got a lot to get to. Uh, and the Packers, obviously, in a must-win. If the Packers are going to reach the postseason, they are in a must-win situation going into this weekend. And in the U.S. Bank Stadium coming up on Sunday. Now, don't forget, immediately following the game, we have the Green and Gold postgame show. We'll be live over at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, and they are going to have music. they got a band in the house, a New Year's Eve party going on, and we're going to be there live doing the Green and Gold postgame show. So there is like a bevy of things to keep you busy over at Boondocks if indeed you want to come over and ring in the new year with us because right after the game we go on the air up until midnight. So basically off the air at 11.59 and uh, to- toasting with champagne at midnight and then off we go and we welcome in 2024. So what a better way to ring it in than maybe a Packers watch party with us and then the Green Gold Post Game Show and music and such then following. So looking forward to that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, that's the way to do it. Uh, you can also track us down over on Twitter on X, and uh, that's at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Wisco Grant, at Wisco Grant. Uh, you can follow Grant Bills there. Uh, you can uh, find us now on Instagram. We're on Instagram Live. We're on Facebook Live. We're on LinkedIn Live. We're on Twitch Live, Kick Live, YouTube as well, but uh, many of the places you can just simply find The Bill Michaels Show. That's The Bill Michaels Show. And uh, you can also find us at simply Bill Michaels Show on YouTube, on Twitch, on Kick TV, and such as well. Uh, LinkedIn, as I had mentioned, and so many different areas you can find us, uh, you know, all over, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, the Zone Madison app. You can find us there. And I email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Last night, big win for Cleveland. Joe Flacco and the Browns, they are uh, they're, they're cruising. Who, who thought we'd ever say that the Browns are cruising and uh, they're heading into the postseason with a really terrific defense? But uh, Joe Flacco seems to have found new life in Cleveland as he, uh, he beat up on the Jets last night, putting up 30-plus. And, uh, man, I'll tell you this, Cleveland Browns actually look pretty good. Actually look pretty good. Now, they're not going to win their division, which means they're going to be a road team. They're going to be a wild card team. But uh, but the Browns look good. And they're a team that could go into many different places and get wins. And Miles Garrett is an absolute beast. He just He's just a beast watching him play last night. He was all over the place, inside, outside. Didn't matter. Uh, I don't know how many sacks he had, but I know he had about four or five pressures last night by himself. So, it you know, watching that defense. Watching that defense – Last night, if you're watching the Browns play defense, and now granted they were getting after a bad offensive line of the uh, New York Jets and quarterback play and such with Trevor Simeon, but you you watching that defense last night, and you're going, God, what I would love to just just I'd kill to have that in Green Bay, right? Uh, whether it's the personnel or the attitude or the play call, I mean, whatever. I, I just man, it was it was fun to watch a good defense last night. Uh, that being said. 
Uh, the guy that is going to be jamming, rocking, playing, and living the rock star lifestyle this weekend is going to be our own Grant Bills. Grant, how you doing today? Oh, I don't, I don't know about all that. I am doing great today, though. <laughs> I mean, we said yesterday at the end of the show because yesterday's show was great. We had great guests and great calls, and I said, Bill, I, I think if we started every week on Wednesday, we'd all be better right. off for it. I think we'd yeah. all be better. I think so too. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, agree with the auto workers that were striking to try to get paid for a five-day work week and only work four, but. Uh, I would not mind working Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I, I, I'd go for. I'd go with that. I, I could do that. <laughs> I could see that happening. When are we back? We're back. What on Tuesday? Yeah, we're back on the second New okay. Year's Day. We'll all watch the Badgers. We'll all watch college yeah. football, and then Tuesday we'll have a lot to talk about. It'll be perfect. Yep. Yeah, I can't. That, that's the one thing. Like, we're gonna do the the show out at uh, Boondocks on Sunday night. Monday is the rest and relax day, and whatever is left over in the house, that's the food. And I'm not—I don't think I'm leaving. I'm just going to turn on the big screen, build a fire, and it's football from beginning to end. That's that's all I'm doing on on Monday. So, big time. Uh, getting back to the Packers, it, the good news is that you got Jaden Reed, who looks like he's going to go. He can't wait to get back out there. You're hoping Christian Watson's back out there. You know that Jair's not going to be. How much does getting almost your full complement of weapons over on your offense, including a healthy off-of-the-pitch count Aaron Jones, does it does yesterday's news that Jaden Reed's like ready to go and these guys are ready to go and, and it looks like you're going to have your full complement of weapons back, did it somehow reverse the feeling from two days ago when Jair got suspended, the defense sucked and all was wrong with the world in Green Bay? Does it feel like it's a different team now all of a sudden attitude-wise or – is that just me? Well, I'm just impressed that Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks have, have both come back now a couple times from what we thought right. were really, really bad injuries. So I think that's great right. for the vibes. And just giving Jordan Love more options. Like, I, they're going right. to be without a player or two. Like, I don't think Musgrave and Watson will play. But just getting a couple of them back, 100%. Yeah. It just feels like there's all of a sudden... I was texting back and forth yesterday with a few people, and it feels like there's all of a sudden a different, I don't want to say, you know, this this up upbeat feeling, but it, it just seemed like, oh, okay, at least they're going to have their full, at least they can go toe-to-toe offensively with the Minnesota Vikings. At least they're going to have a fighter's chance going into U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, the defense is the defense. We know that. But the offense, maybe they'll have a fighter's chance. Maybe if they've got everybody back and it looks like everybody's pretty much healthy, uh, knock on wood on that for sure, but it looks like everybody's pretty much healthy. Like maybe there's a fighter's chance for this team going into U.S. Bank Stadium and getting a win. If they get a win, I mean, granted, you want to watch what Chicago does, and Chicago still has to come to a Lambeau Field. They haven't given us times yet on those games, have they? by the way, for the last games of the season yet? I think it's Have still they, TBD on a lot of them. I, that's what I thought. I was I, I was going to look it up this morning, and I completely forgot to. But I don't think they've given us times yet. On, I think what they're waiting to find out is after this week, um, what will be the biggest games. And, you know, because let's say the let, – let's just say the Bears win, the Vikings lose, Seahawks lose – that there's this ability that Chicago could say if they want out and beat the Packers, like they could end up in the postseason, and a Packers-Bears postseason matchup, I can see that becoming kind of a late game. Although there's going to there's be so many other good games on the docket for sure, but I can see just because of the rivalry and the ratings, 
that that game usually draws. Uh, Packers-Bears always draws really well. So you could see maybe, just maybe, that game getting booted. To, I, I doubt it, uh, but it could uh, because you look at some of the other games that are on the docket that day. The Cowboys taking on the Commanders. Commanders are out of it. Nothing to play for there. Maybe the Rams and the 49ers. That could be a big game. Who knows? Um, you got the Bills and the Dolphins. That certainly could be a big game. Uh, if the Dolphins, by chance, should lose this week and the Bills should win, then that could actually end up being for the top spot in that division, uh, believe it or not. Um, the Vikings and the Lions, eh, maybe if the Vikings get a win. The Lions really don't have much to play for sh- uh, short of seeding. But you've got Cincinnati and Cleveland that are going to play each other next weekend. Baltimore and Pittsburgh playing each other next weekend. Uh, and the Packers and the Bears. So you got rivalry games. Maybe the maybe the Packers Bears game, which might mean something, gets pushed back. But I I, I kind of doubt it. So I'm thinking it's either going to be a noon or a um, a three twenty kickoff. But that being said, so anyway, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I think they don't have a do they have a Monday night game to finish the season. I don't think they do. I think everything's on Sunday, isn't it? No, and if I read it correctly, and I'll pull it up to check, and we don't know the time of the Bears game yet, so I double-checked. That's TBD. A lot of Week 18 is. I don't think there's a Monday night game this week either. There's not a Monday night game this week. That's what I was going to – like, when yeah. we did our picks, that's reserved because Monday night's the college football playoff right. games, right? I have that right, correctly? Right, okay. Yep, you are correct. So, I don't – because I know, like, they don't have – there's no more Thursday night prime games. So uh, Al Michaels said goodbye last night. <laughs> Nobody happier uh, about that than Al Michaels, by the way. Right. <laughs> so there's no, there's no, uh, you know, no more prime games. That's done uh, because him and Kirk Herbstreit were talking about the staff and about who they travel with and this and that. And uh, Al Michaels is, you know, I mean, he's still got another year on that contract, but you know, he's not getting any younger, and he's not doing the postseason for NBC or CBS or anybody. So. Um, you know, so he's not doing anything else. That's, that was it for him, he was saying last night. But uh, anyway, um, excuse me, 877-867-1670. Uh, good morning, Lambo West, Thomas, Rick, everybody that's uh, over on the live stream. This one's from Mark, who says, a must win for the Green Bay Packers means a must lose. Uh, Joe Barry's defense is going to come up short. We all know that. It's going to be a Joe Barry bitch fest coming up on Sunday night. And then at what point do they run Joe Barry out of town? I just want to know so I can back up the moving truck. I'd be happy to get him out of here. Damn. So on New Year's Eve, you're thinking about right after the game, going over and helping Joe Barry move. Okay. (laughs) It's not a very pleasant way to ring in the New Year, I guess. I mean, we're still Midwesterners Uh, at the end of the day. We might want him fired, but moving is a pain, so we can help. I know, right? So that's what everybody's going to do. They're going to help him move. You know, somewhere else. I can see just getting down to the border of Illinois just dropping his stuff there. You know, here you go. It's as far as we're going to take it. We're just done with that. Uh, and I uh, got another one here. That's uh, This is from Mark who says, uh, I've got Patrick Mahomes this weekend. Do you think Patrick Mahomes plays better or the guys around him have to step up? Uh, you got Patrick Mahomes in your championship this weekend? Uh, <laughs> you better hope that everybody steps up. Look, Patrick Mahomes has <clears throat> he's played well. His turnovers obviously have been a problem, but it's more if if you listen to Andy Reid and his Wednesday press conference, that's more on the guys around him. I mean, and I'll say this: How many more did Travis Kel is Travis Kelsey hurt, or does it look like he's hit the end of the age road? 
Just seems like he's lost a little spring in his step. I, th- I still yeah. think he's very good, but I don't know if he can be the dominant number one only guy on that offense right, right now. Um, I was watching uh, this morning over on Good Morning Football, and they were kind of going through all the problems of the Chiefs and everything. And I'm I, they were talking about Travis Kelsey and watching him work. And it's got like, it, it, you know, when, when I looked at Aaron Jones, when Aaron Jones was a little bit nicked up, Aaron Jones looked like he lost a step. And I'm like, oh, boy, when, once, a, once a running back loses a step, that's, that's it, man. They, they're never the same. And then the last couple of weeks, Aaron Jones has had that spring back. He's, he's got that step back. And I'm like, okay, he's still got it because he's still got his initial step, his first step for, for Aaron Jones and his hop in the backfield is as quick as anything. And that's what makes him a better running back than the majority of running backs that they have had and ran through there in his time because he's just, you know, he, he's, he's got that bounce. And he looks – he's just to the eyeball test. He's that much quicker. But when you look at Travis Kelsey, he looks almost – and I hate to use the word lumbering because it makes it sound like he's just this big buffoon. But he looks like he's just lumbering through to get off blocks and to get – to his to you know to his space so to speak he doesn't look as quick like the ball is already coming before he's turning around and I don't think all the time that's by design I think that's just him trying to find space and being slow at getting there but anyway uh best of luck to you I guess in your fantasy football championship if you got Patrick Mahomes uh Tom says Bill I think the biggest storyline of the game is Jordan Love and the uh, how he performs this could solidify him as quote the guy with a huge game against Minnesota. Here's here's the opposite side of the coin. Tom, I agree with you. Here's the opposite side of the coin. What if he's terrible? What if they come out over there and they just lay a massive egg? Defense sucks, offense sucks, and then they come back home, offense sucks, defense sucks, and they get beat by the Bears. Then what? You know? Then what? Then do you take a step back and go, ah, man, wait a minute. I agree with you. I I I, I think that is a huge storyline, especially getting the majority of your weaponry back and being able to perform in that atmosphere with everybody, you know, because we know both Packers fans and Vikings fans, everybody's got something to win here. It's not like you're out of it. But what happens if it doesn't work out? Then what? Then what does it leave? That would be a, another kind of – you hate to go to the uh, pessimistic side, but that would be another direction to think about Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, that's the way to do so. Going to go go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, our friends at Point Brewing, Brewing Excellence since eighteen fifty seven, up in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. They remind you to enjoy, to celebrate, and celebrate responsibly. That's our friends over there at Stevens Point Brewing. Coming up, more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. A reminder, coming up, Sunday night, man. Sunday night, join us. We're going to be over at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews in Oconomowoc. Come on by. We're going to uh, have the Green and Gold Watch Party. Packers Watch Party. Packers Vikings Watch Party. Green and Gold Post Game Show. There's going to be music, champagne toast, food, beverage of all kinds. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, come on out and join us. 
And uh, we got friends that are going to be there. Kristen's going to be there and uh, hanging out with some of her friends. So we got we got a lot of people coming over. So we're looking forward to it. Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, County Road K and Oconomowoc. Go to boondocksbbqs.com. That's boondocksbbqs.com. And, uh, and, and uh, come on over and join us. We're going to have a lot of fun. Should be a good time. Uh, we were going to have Zach Heilprin coming up at the bottom of the hour. Instead, we've got Colton Bartholomew, who is going to be joining us. Zach has food poisoning? He's not sure if it's full-blown food poisoning or if he just ate something that doesn't agree with him, but he is in uh, he is in rough shape, so he apologized. Okay. Have you ever had food poisoning? Rachel and I both got it at the same time two years ago from a breakfast joint in Milwaukee. And she had it okay. a lot worse, but I was yeah, I was spending the night on the bathroom floor. Yeah. It was one of the worst nights, mornings of my life. It sucks. It was it, it's <laughs> I, I've I've never experienced anything like that. Um, I, and this was at my old house. I was married to my second wife, Judy, at the time. God love her because she ended up cleaning me up. But it was where, and I'm not kidding you, where you're throwing up in the toilet and you've got your ass in the tub. And, like, everything in your body fell out. It was the worst thing, and it's, you couldn't do anything. You wanted to just lay on the tile where it was cold yep. and, and just die, but you're throwing up in one end, you're blowing it out the other. Uh, I mean, it was it, – it, I, I won't give you all the details, but put it this way. The oh, bed was you. ruined. The bed was ruined. Uh, oh, yeah, I was at Colder's two days later buying a new mattress. I mean, it was terrible. I've, I've, I mean, it was awful. I, uh, that's back when I worked at TMJ and we used to have what we called the wheel of death in the back of the back of the place. And I, I would, everybody would get sandwiches out of there and it was always relatively fresh and good. I don't know what it is. I had a sandwich out of that thing and I got home. I did, uh, I did the Friday night show till eight o'clock. Uh, and I wasn't feeling good. Uh, by that point, by the time I was getting ready to get off the air, I mean, it was in a matter of hours. It, this wasn't like it was, you know, like, oh, my God, I feel bad over a period of the day. This was, I think I ate about 6 o'clock, 6.30 during the show, and I got off the air at 8. I stopped. I wasn't feeling good, but I stopped. I told uh, Gino and the gang down at uh, Calderon Club I was going to stop by. The Bucks were on. I'll never forget it. The Bucks were on, and I, I got bruschetta, and I thought, oh, I just don't, I don't feel good. I'm not going to eat the bruschetta. And... I said, you know what, guys, I'm going to head home. And I got home, and my, I was just, like, cramping up in, in like, your abdomen. And I'm, my stomach was upset. I thought, I'm just going upstairs and going to bed. And, like I said, <laughs> there was a special place in heaven for Judy after this. But I sneezed in bed. The bed was ruined. Let's put it that way. It's just, whap! <laughs> and at that point, everything fell out of me. For like 20 hours, it was anything that was in me. I, I Like a spleen, a kidney, part of a lung, everything gone. It was, it was the most worst experience ever. It was terrible. You, so. you have to keep your spirit, and it's really hard with food poisoning. But, you know, we've all gone number two, and we've all thrown up. It's, it's not like, you know, you're in pain over your appendix or a kidney stone. You just right. you, you can't let it break your spirit because if you're able to laugh at your situation, you can – you can get through it okay, but it is, it's absolutely the worst. It was terrible. I mean, I, yeah, it was, it was terrible. It was walls. It was, yeah, it was, it was awful. I've never experienced anything like that.
When, so when people say they got food poisoning, I, I'm like, hey, whatever you need, I'll help you out with. I'm not going to come in with a squeegee and a hazmat team and clean up, but if you need help, I'm happy to do it because that's the worst thing in the world. That and, a, that and a kidney stone to me are the two worst things I've ever gone through. So, uh, Although uh, Scott says, uh, what would be worse, food poisoning or Joe Berry? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now Joe Berry's being considered to, you know, he's being compared to, you know, throwing up and crap in your pants, I guess. No, oh, that's not good. That's not a good reputation for your defensive coordinator to have. So we're going to talk some Badgers coming up here in just a little bit, for sure. Um, Sip says a lot of people can confuse food poisoning with the norovirus. 20 hours probably, okay. Well, this was in two hours. The next thing you know, I was I was bad. There you have it. You can call it whatever uh, you want. Things were exploding yeah. out of both ends. Oh, oh God, yeah. You, you, can, you can label it. You yeah. know what the the opposite of the Chinese finger torture, where instead of everything getting stuck in the middle, everything just blows out of both ends. That's what you can call it. The uh, the opposite of the Chinese finger torture for your internal body and your organs, because it was just <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, you look back on it now and you kind of laugh, but I mean, I had to sell a house for God's sake, so it was it was that bad. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, this is uh, from Jake. Jake says, last night, you're 100% correct. Watching another defense actually performing the way it's supposed to, getting after a quarterback, making tackles, being able to cover downfield. What in the hell are we missing here? Is the talent just that bad in Green Bay? Do we need to look seriously at Goody and what he has done? Or do we just look at Joe Barry and say, a new voice, a new captain of that defense will be much better off? And then he's got thoughts. Uh, look, I, I said this before. I don't know. Um, you're not going to go to Goody and go, hey, your talent's not that good, right? Because he's never going to say, "Boy, the talent stinks." Uh, no, right now you're gonna you're gonna get rid of the guy that's running it. See if you can get a different voice in there, and see what you can get out of out of these other you know these players that Goody is you know kind of stockpiled over the years. That's what you're gonna do, you know, um, because you just don't know. And I hate to say that, but it's true. I don't know how good this defense can be. We've seen spurts of different players play well. I don't know if Quay Walker's being used incorrectly because he's more sideline to sideline than he is, you know, shooting the gaps and stopping the run and all that kind of stuff. We've made excuses to say, look, he can't get off blocks and offensive linemen, but I've seen him get off blocks this year. I've seen him get better at it. You know, is the secondary this bad? Do we just not let him play? And if they do let him play, like, you know, we saw that this past weekend against Carolina that they did blitz more, they had more pressures and more man-up coverage, and they still weren't that good. So is this is the talent on the field just that bad? I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I do know one thing, that you're going to get a different defensive coordinator in here, and if you see the same old, same old, then you got to start looking upstairs and going, hey, you know what, the accumulation of talent on the defense is just not good. For all the draft choices – that have been put into this into this defense, if the defense is the same old, same old next year, you know, and again, you may not have a great defense in week one, two, three, or four, but I don't want to hear this crap again about communication and all your other stuff going on in week seven, eight, nine, ten, leading into the second half of the season, because then it's like, okay, what you did was is you brought guys in that are physically capable of playing defense, but a bunch of box of rocks, man, a bunch of idiots that have no capability to understand what the teaching of a defense is. And it wasn't Joe Barry. It's actually the mental capacity or lack thereof that you have drafted and put on the field. So by next year, 
week seven, eight, nine, you're going to know what this defense is. Either it's the talent or it's the coordinator. You're going to know because you're going to have a different voice. You're going to have a different voice. Uh, let's do this. We're going to talk some Badgers when we come back, and I want to get into that a little bit. Badger football getting ready to get underway for the final game of the season. What Luke Fickle's team has going on. Stay tuned. Colton Bartholomew is going to join us coming up next in the Bill Mike. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Good to have you on today. And um, got, you know, uh, got the Badgers getting ready for their uh, for their game. And uh, they're uh, obviously, you know, trying to kind of round out a somewhat disappointing season. But that being said, you get a win, you kind of start to springboard yourself with a good recruiting class in the next year. You got some feel-good stuff going on. Talking more about it, Colton Bartholomew of the Wisconsin State Journal joining us uh, on the hotline. Colton, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. So let me ask you first and foremost, uh, you know, with the bowl games being what they are, if you're not playing in the Final Four and a lot of guys that are opting out that have the potential to go pro, what can you really glean from a lot of these bowl games? Yeah, they've kind of become the new spring game, in all honesty, with, with so much player movement, like you mentioned, and guys deciding to either move on or hit the transfer portal. It's kind of the, the chance for people that maybe have come along in practices but just haven't had those chances in games to really get one shot before you go into the off season to show what they can do at game speed and uh, in your de- offense or defense. So I kind of think that's the, where the move has become. It's like, yeah, you can – say that it's a continuation of a regular season or you can say it's kind of a scrimmage to get to your off season then you move forward from there so uh, I, I kind of look at it as it's a new spring game and you know Wisconsin's got a few guys that the coaches have been really high on that haven't maybe had the snaps for them and then now with some of these transfer outs and, and opt-outs and such they've got opportunities to play so I think you're going to see some different guys against LSU than maybe you did throughout you know September through November. Let's just say they beat LSU. What kind of a win is this? It's significant. I mean, if you go back and look over the last couple of years, the Badgers really haven't beaten anybody of of you know high caliber. Uh, I think you could really point to their last big win, maybe you know Iowa at home in twenty one. You know, otherwise there hasn't been you know kind of a signature win over the last couple of years. Um, you know, LSU not having Jaden Daniels, there's an asterisk on this game, regardless of what happens. Um, So it's not quite the LSU team that's been out there all season, but it's still significant. LSU has had less opt-outs and less guys leave than Wisconsin has. So it's a pretty, pretty close to the team that they had throughout the year. So it would be big. And I think when you look at what's coming up in the 24 season uh, schedule wise, getting a win over a team that's, you know, more talented than you on paper, it would be a big boost going into next season where you're going to face a lot of teams that probably have more talent on paper than the Wisconsin does. 
Let's go back to the original statement you made about some of these guys are going to get opportunities that normally don't. So what specifically, I guess, if you're going to have an interest in watching the game, other than just being a Wisconsin fan and hoping for the outcome to be a positive one, who are you specifically watching in this contest to go, okay, this guy we haven't seen a lot of, you got to find out what you got. Who are you kind of looking for? Yeah, I think the number one guy on that list would be Christian Allegro. He's an inside linebacker that they've been really high on since he committed uh, to, to the team last season uh, in the offseason. And I think the thing about him is he, he's six foot four. He's pretty fast. And the thing is, he's kind of the prototype of what they're looking for in terms of athletics, athleticism across the defense. You know, all of the signing day press conference was about how they're trying to get bigger, taller, and faster at pretty much every defensive spot. And the coach's mindset is kind of, if we're going to take gambles on high school guys or we're going to, you know, take risks, in terms of recruiting or what it's going to be, it's going to be on high-level athletes, and then we're trying to develop them as opposed to, you know, maybe the old staff mentality of let me find some good football players that are maybe shorter or have a deficiency here or there that we can maybe work on. So I think Allegro is kind of a good test case of like, all right, this guy's a great athlete. Maybe needed some polish in terms of understanding the defense and everything like that. He got that throughout the year. Here's your chance against the best offense you've played all season, maybe, you know, them or Ohio State. And what what can you do? How can you help? Can you make some plays with that speed, with that size? So I think that's one guy in particular I'm looking at. And then another one on offense would be Tretch Kekahuna. Uh, we know this offense really relies on the slot guys to make a lot of the plays. Uh, he's been the number two slot guys behind Will Pauling here in uh, bowl prep. And uh, people just rave about his quickness and his ability to get open. And that's something Wisconsin really, really needs. So I think those are two guys to really keep your eye on on Monday. And, and he's a freshman. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep, both of them are. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, let me. Add, I would go back to the uh, the wide receiver position um, because obviously you want to look at him. But who else do they have? They got what? Bryson Green, uh, uh, Will Pauling. Correct me if uh, yep, if Pauling. I'm if I'm missing some guys. Uh, Vinny yeah, Anthony, Anthony is another one. Yeah, he's filled in. Yep. And then you okay. know, T.J. Williams still there as well. And then Tekahun uh, is really going to have to step up. It sounds like he's going to be kind of filling that Skylar Bell role where he's getting about, you know, 30, 40% of the snaps behind Pauling. So, yeah, he's going to be out there quite a bit. Yeah, I because I'm just trying to – another guy as well that's that's, uh, been getting a lot more looks as well. It might not be a bad idea to print out a a flip card if you're sitting at home trying to watch this so you know who you're kind of paying attention to. Now, give me this. Uh, So, going through the transfer portal, give me your thoughts on what they've been able to do, what they've been able to accomplish, and uh, the class coming in next season. Yeah, I think you're you're seeing the continuation of what we talked about about signing day, trying to get more athletic and trying to get just in terms in general bigger uh, a lot of spots, uh, particularly the outside linebackers. I think they looked at the rest of the outside linebacker room and guys that you know some some high recruits that they've had in the past that just haven't quite panned out, like a Caden Johnson or a TJ Bowlers and guys like that coming down the pipe here. Like there's just not a lot of depth in that group once you lose guys like CJ Guest, who's exhausting his eligibility. So they, they went out and got some guys that are proven pass rushers, you know, one from Syracuse and then one from William Mary, an FCS program. But that's, I think, the kind of model that Luke Fickle likes to go for. He, he wants to find some of those maybe lower program, lower tier, you know, high-level guys that have a lot of success and then want to make that jump to the next level, and they need kind of that – proof of concept at the power five level to do it so i think those two guys are going to be 
transfers to really watch for next year. And then obviously Tyler Van Dyke, the quarterback, a uh, lot of discussion about what he's going to bring kind of an up and down career at Miami, all the skill you'd want, all the talent uh, just has to kind of find the, the right pieces of an offense and try to stay healthy to be able to put it together. So lots of interesting guys coming into the portal right now. Does Luke Fickle have enough in the stable to actually have a true air raid offense? Currently, not yet, no. And I think part of that is they need somebody on the outside in terms of their receiver, somebody that can really take the top off the defense and then just beat man coverage consistently. I think that was the thing that held Wisconsin back all season was that they could be they could be stopped in man coverage. And in the air raid offense, that's just kind of like what they're hoping for. They're hoping for man coverage so that the receivers run away from people and they have all right. the space that they want. And that just didn't happen this year. So I don't think that happened. And I think later on in the season, when you saw the mini Anthony, uh, Tretch, or it's not Tretch, uh, Skylar Bell and Will Pauling out there at the same time, that was kind of the answer. It's like, we just need the fastest guys that can get open the easiest out there as much as we can. And I think that's why you kind of saw Anthony take over an outside role is because he gets open despite being a smaller guy and uses his speed. So I think they don't quite have it yet. Maybe they can get there in a year or two, but they need to kind of find whatever middle ground they can between what they've got and what they want to be to be successful in 24. I want to talk about Trestle's defense a minute because I thought early on in the beginning of the season, it, it you know, for obviously a new defensive scheme being put in, guys getting a look at it for the first time, it looked like there might have been uh, – I saw a lot of finger pointing in the secondary. Let's put it that way. As the season went on, it seemed like they became more accustomed to it. Now, what kind of a jump should we expect in year two of this Trestle defense? Yeah, that's really a good question because – what I think happened early in the season is Kressel wanted to play way more man coverage than this defense was capable of. And when you saw a lot of the big plays, there were, you know, man beater concepts or man beater routes that they just didn't have the, the cornerbacks or the safety guys to be able to, to handle that much man coverage. And then second half of the season, or really second two thirds of the season, uh, they played a lot more zone and mixed things up and used man more selectively. And they were a lot better in terms of cutting down those big plays. I, they are really high on some of the defensive backs they've brought in either through recruiting or the transfer portal. Maybe they can get to more of that man coverage that they want to be in. And that allows some more aggressiveness up front. I'm not sure if they're quite there yet, but I think that's the transition we're going to see with this defense overall the next year or two is they, they know that what they have currently is a better zone team and they want to get to a man team, how quickly that can happen. I'm not sure. I know they've got some defensive backs they're really high on, like Jace Arnold was the guy that did really well during uh, training camp and uh, during spring ball when they had to play a bunch of young guys in the second second group in the secondary. So I, I wonder how quickly it can happen, but it's going to be, I would say, two maybe a year or two more until they're all the way to a man's coverage team and what they really want to be defensively. Colton, great stuff. Thanks for filling in for Zach. I'm sure he's uh, thanking uh, the Lord that he doesn't have to be on the program today with uh, food poisoning either. But uh, we appreciate it, man. Enjoy the game. We'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's Colton Bartholomew with the Wisconsin State Journal filling in for uh, Zach Heilprin. And hopefully Zach gets well real soon because, uh, we, like we talked about earlier, man, food poisoning, ooh, that's, that's, that's not a good thing.
877 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Hey, don't forget about our friends at the Water Doctors. If you're looking for the best water softening system that's out there, it's the Connecticut Water Softening System, hands down. Hands down, without a doubt. Uh, Connecticut is by far the best. It, uh, it's a proven fact that it is. I mean, when you look at the comparison uh, of water tested out of many different types of units, Connecticut is fantastic. And our friends at the Water Doctors, they can get you into one. Go to h 2 the letter o doctorscom or simply call 262-549-7733. The reason you work with the Water Doctors is this. One, the best water softening system out there. Two, they're also huge into veterans' causes. A uh, big donator and supplier when it comes to uh, Fisher House, Wisconsin as well. Again, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. Whether it's cleaner clothes, you feel cleaner getting out of the shower, the drinking water, which is fantastic, and that way you don't have to go buy packs and packs and packs of bottled water all the time. It's just awesome, and I swear by this thing. Again, 262-549-7733. No matter where in the state you are, call them. And if they're not, if they don't service your area, that's fine. They will hook you up with the person that does, and that way you too can get into the Connecticut water softening system. Again, the water doctors in Waukesha, and all over the state of Wisconsin. Again, two six two five four nine seventy seven thirty three. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I don't know if you saw the pictures, um, but we were out at, in Chance, out at the Rock Complex the other day, and man, what a spectacular display. It only goes uh, through Sunday, and then it's done. And there's only like four or five of these things in the country where they have these massive displays like this, and it, it really is. It's It's a whole village of lights and ice skating and shops and it's just it's really cool and it's over at the Lux Golf Bays over in Franklin Wisconsin it's right next to him as a matter of fact inside the baseball field and around the the entire baseball park but uh, if you're thinking about maybe going I would I couldn't recommend it anymore if I had to we had such a great time uh they got music and they have uh, shops and hot chocolates and they have different types of uh, liquor bars and and things you know food to buy I mean I can go on and on and on it's just it's to go see the light display is really cool and then there's everything else in that whole area there's the new pizzeria you've got blend uh, you've got uh, the uh, the doghouse which is over there Lux golf bays over there there's so much to do in that rock complex couldn't recommend it anymore if I had to so if you get a chance to get over there You've only got two days left, and you can go online, as a matter of fact, and and make your reservations to get your tickets because they they don't pack it with people. They make it so everybody has a staggered time to go in, so it's more enjoyable. It's not you know elbow to elbow to where you can't even get around it. But if you haven't been yet, you can go over to the Facebook fan page or the Instagram page, and even over on the TikTok page where I put up some of the videos. And see what it's all about. And if you want to go, go. I couldn't recommend it anymore if I had to. It was just such a cool experience. And uh, that's Enchant over there at the Rocks Com- Rock Complex and uh, near Lux Golf Bays. Go to LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com in Franklin, Wisconsin. So here's, the, here's uh, you know, Mark says Brian Gudikins needs to go. And uh, you know, here, here's my question. Um... 
why do you think Brian Gutekinds needs to go? You know, um, that's the thing. I mean, if you, if you really believe there isn't any talent here, then, okay, I understand that. But tell me why you believe it's Gutekinds and not – because, you know, he's saying, well, if Gutekinds isn't fired, then Mark Murphy needs to be fired. And it's like, no, 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 no. He said if Murphy doesn't get fired, fans need to move the team to Milwaukee, which that's an incredibly – dumb comment um but and then he said too bad Gudikins gave up on the season he needs to be fired how did he give up on the season that's what I want to know I get folks frustration with Matt LaFleur the fire Gudikins thing just a couple months after he maybe had one of the best drafts any GM has had in a while is a little bizarre look at what his rookie class is doing right now right yeah, I mean, Jaden Reed has played extremely well. Romeo Dobbs has played well this season. Um, you know, you look at the guys that they brought in as far as rookies and starters, and, guy, you know, Valentine and Valentine have both played well. Rashid uh, um, Walker has played well uh, at that left tackle position. Um, obviously, Jordan Love has made a lot of people believers. You know, I mean, and he that's kind of where you hang your hat is on that draft. So, I don't understand the the fire Gudikins thing. Well, look I mean, at hell. Dontavian Dante Wicks has played well. Hell, even Malik Heath. Mm-hmm. And the players he well. let go, like Tunyon and Lazard. Lazard, Bill, I was talking to someone there. who knows someone in the Jets organization yesterday. It's a friend of a friend and um, not yeah. on the coaching staff or anything like that, but is around the players all the time. This friend says, Lazard doesn't care. Like, he wanted to get to a big city. He wanted his money. He doesn't care right now. That's why he's not – like, the Jets aren't bullying him. He stinks, and he doesn't care that he stinks. So we also got to give credit to Goody for the guys. He said, no, thanks. We'll we'll move on. Yeah. Yeah, and I I was – the only reason Alan Lazard was here was because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, Lazard should give a portion of his contract to Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Because that's the only reason he's got a job. He was nothing better than a a fill-in and a practice squad player when they got him. They just needed a body, and then he sucked up to the right person, and he's kind of rode the coattails ever since. But you look at Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave and the guys that he, he found. I mean, I don't – you know, Rasheed Walker last year, like I said, he's kind of taken over that left tackle position. I, You know, even Zach Tom. Zach Tom last year. He's fortifying the, the, the right tackle position this season. So I, I don't know how you can say you got to get rid of him. Carrington Valentine has played well at times. I mean, but you're, you're talking about young guys in a, in a defense that we don't know if they're good or not because we don't know if it's the defensive coordinator or not. And I, I will say as general managers go and as ownership goes, unless you have an owner that says, I want that guy out of here, which normally a lot of owners don't, they – We'll put pressure on a head coach, and then the head coach will make decisions. But most organizations leave the coaching staff up to the head coach. Most do. Now they obviously have, um, they have a cons- you know, they, they they talk about it. You know, they'll say, "Hey, I want to hire this guy, or I want to keep this guy, or whatever." And most general managers give coaches the benefit of the doubt. They'll say, "Okay, this is your call. We'll we'll go with it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, then we'll make a change." 
And that's what's going to happen this year is the defense has not worked and they're going to make a change. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I'm not firing Gutekinds because he didn't fire Joe Barry. They left it up to Matt and Matt failed. And I, I said all along, it's going to be Matt's decision and that's the boat anchor that can ultimately take you down. So we'll see what happens over the next couple of games. We still got a lot yet to come. Don't forget, final hour of the program today. We're going to be talking with our guy, Mike Clemens. We got uh, Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com coming up here at the bottom of the next hour. Matt Caller, the Purple Insider, giving us the lowdown on the Minnesota Vikings. And then Mike Clemens to round it out. We got an action packed show today. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. <laughs> 